Welcome to Real Talk Fantasy Baseball. I am Will Power, your host. Along with me today is Kevmo. Uh, we appreciate you being on the show, Kevmo. No problem. Uh, today we are going over the shortstop preview. And a little side note, is Willie Adamas a sleeper? Uh, we'll find out. We'll talk about that a little bit later. All coming up now on Real Talk Fantasy Baseball. Thank you, everybody, for joining the show. Before we start, please hit that like and subscribe button. There's also the QR code in the top right corner. You can uh, scan that with your smartphones, and you can follow us on all of our social medias. If you prefer to listen on Spotify, we always upload our YouTube and our uh, Spotify episode at the same time, Friday mornings, early Friday mornings for those early risers. And let's get right into it. Uh, Dude, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but Bobby Witt Jr., Going the the first shortstop overall, and he's a top five in ADP. Okay. That, that's that's a little crazy for me, man. I, I feel like um, he looked amazing last season, you know. But it's just, oh, dude, something just. I feel you. Something just doesn't feel like it sits right. I'm, I dude, I had him in a league last year, and I, for some reason, it just felt like it was super quiet what he did. Like maybe because he plays for the Royals or something. I don't know, but it was yeah, like that could be it. And, yeah, like end of the end of the season, I was like, "Dang, this this guy's kind of a stud." Like he he came out and did some things, and uh, I mean it's pretty cool. But I I was yeah I was like talking to my dad, we were like looking at stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, man, Bobby Witt in the top five. and I was like, "Wait, say that again, Bobby Witt in the top." Like I just feel like it doesn't it for some reason it doesn't sit right to have him in the same company as some of those other guys that are up there, right? Like Mookie Betts the, or right. like uh, I mean, Freddie Freeman. You know, it's like yeah. guys that that are already established that we know are studs because we've seen them be studs for years now. And then Bobby right. Witt kind of comes out of nowhere, a, a super young guy that plays for the Royals. And then yeah. he's a number, uh, like a number three pick overall. Like yeah. that is just crazy I, to me. I, I get right. it. He was amazing last year, 76 percentile in quality of contact, 74th percentile in exit velocity, 89th percentile on max exit velocity. All this, and he underperformed his expected stats. His expected stats actually look better than his actual numbers. But still, man, it's just sometimes I just don't trust the younger guys as much as I sure. you know, I, I feel like he's he could definitely win your league for you. Yeah. But I feel like there's other options that are a little bit safer. So are you yeah. the gambling type that right. are you going to go for this guy that could potentially have, you know, 30 home runs with – 50 to 60 stolen bases or yeah. are you going to go for the safer safer option like a Mookie Betts or a Freddie Freeman that you know right. like every single year they're just studs right I think I mean I feel you with it I think that you know I, I was looking at some of his stats and some of these things and I'm thinking you know looking at these it's like man if you're not the gambling type after I say some of these you might say huh, I don't know I might be the gambling type because he was let's see he was the only shortstop to go 30-30 and one of um three to or yeah one one of three to only go 30 30 which is i mean that's one of three total players to go 30 30 only shortstop to go 30 30 i messed that up 
but it came out right, and it's like, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. He also beat Trey Turner in four of the five counting stats. Only one that he didn't was, I think, runs. Uh, yeah, he, he was short on runs by, like, five. Other than that, he beat him at all the other stuff. Average, home run, I mean, it's... I mean, if you're comparing him to those kind of guys, I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, man, is this guy the, the real deal? So I right. will say this. I feel you. There's guys with, with you know, um, with higher floors that are a little bit safer. You don't know if he's going to be able to do it again. But you might kick yourself in the butt for passing up on him if he ends up doing his thing again. But I will say this, like you said, I think just in the top five, I'm going to end up kicking myself in the butt because I don't think I can take him that high. You know, top yeah. five is not where it's at. If for some reason I'm mid to later in the draft and he falls because everyone's thinking the same thing I'm thinking, then then I might say, all right, let's 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 play ball. You know, but yeah. in the top five, I'm going to go with someone a little safer, I think. I, I agree. Maybe at like the round one, two turn, maybe then I would take a guy like Bobby Witt. Um, the, the only the, – there's a couple things. For one, he's a shortstop, and I feel like shortstop is one of the weakest positions this year. There's a yeah. lot of talent towards the end, but it's more like mid-tier talent. You know, it's like yeah. there's like a big group of guys that we'll get to later on that it's yeah. just like – they're okay as your short starting shortstop, but it's like once once you get to that point, it's like everything after that is just crap. You know, more yeah. like middle infield options for like deeper leagues or stuff like that. But right. two two things that I want to point out about Bobby Witten. Now, last season he dropped his strikeout rate. In 2022, his his strikeout rate was 21.4 percent. Dropped his strikeout rate in 2023 down to 17.4 percent. That's four percent decrease in strikeout. Yeah. That's that is amazing to see in such a young player, you know. Yeah. That shows his potential going forward. Under 20% strikeout rate is considered, you know, some, close to elite. Yeah, you know, yeah. you get down to like 15, which he can because, you know, the the, the value that, I mean, the, the like the strides that he made this season compared to 2022, and, and, and yeah. because he's so young, it's like the sky's the limit for this guy. He could definitely drop right. Again. Right. But he does have a big weakness. He does not walk a lot. He either yeah. puts the ball in play or he strikes out. Strikes you out. know, yeah. his um his walk percentage is at a five point eight percent. MLB average is eight point four. Right. You know? So you're walking less than the league. I, I feel like that's going to hurt him a little bit. Mo- mostly in points leagues, you know, in categories, yeah. he's just a stud because he, he's going to give you every other category. Everything, yeah. Unless okay. it's an OBP league. You know, if it's an OBP league yeah. versus average, you know, that might suffer just a little bit. But the ground ball rate is under league average. The fly ball rate and line drive rate are both above league average. So if, if he can sustain what he did in 2023, I'd say he's definitely worth – the uh, the top three pick, you know. Yeah. I think I think if he does it again next year, we're gonna be talking, you know, definitely singing a different tune. Then we're gonna be like for sure top three. I mean, obviously it's you know if everyone's healthy and stuff, Acuna's probably still gonna be holding it down. But he, yeah. I don't think there'll be any question. You know, I think if he can do it again, the second year in a row, we're gonna be like, all right, this guy's legit. Sorry for doubting he- you. Even if Bobby Witt can get to Ronald Acuna numbers, you know, batting average, yeah. home runs, stolen bases, Acuna is still going to be number one because of the lineup he's yeah. in. You know, Bobby yeah, Witt yeah, is in one of the players. worst lineups in baseball, and Ronald oh, yeah. Acuna is in one of the best lineups in baseball, if yeah. not the best in baseball. 
Yeah, it just makes all so, the difference for sure. That counts for a lot, man. That really counts for a lot. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to number two. Now, the second shortstop off the board is actually Mookie Betts. as has a shortstop, second base, and outfield eligibility. But we already talked about him on our second base podcast. So yeah. the third shortstop off the board and number two on our list is Trey Turner, who we just mentioned when we're talking about Bobby Witt. Now, these yeah. guys are both very similar. Trey Turner yeah. had a very, very terrible start to the season in 2023. Right. Pre-All-Star break, 247 batting average, 10 home runs, 19 stolen bases. Now, the, the stolen bases are a little bit deceiving because 11 of those 19 stolen bases actually happened in the month of June. So yeah. in in uh, March, April, May, he actually didn't really show too much speed on the base pass. But I think right. it's also because he wasn't really getting on base a lot. Uh, Post-All-Star break. 292 batting average, 16 home runs, 11 stolen bases. Now that's more of a Trey Turner that we've right. seen in the past. And I, I don't know about you, man. Let, let, let me just ask you real quick. Is Trey Turner back? Do, do you think that last season was kind of just like him, like, you know, growing pains, going to a new city, a new team? Yeah. And uh, towards the end, he he kind of became himself. And do you think that's him going forward? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, maybe he's not quite the exact – top tier that he is but I think he's more he's closer to that than he was what he was at the beginning of last season I think it was part of you know the WBC too I mean that's that's extra games that you know mean something that he played and he probably had a little bit of like a you know a a come down from that and then just yeah new city all that stuff and I feel like all that kind of plays a plays a role and then I mean the second half of the season kind of you know shows you exactly what what you were saying where I think he's he was already getting back or already back on track to more of the Trey Turner that we are but that we expect and that we you know are you know used to and you know I I definitely think that there's I mean there's some things like I saw that he he hit his worst against lefties this past season than he has ever done so I mean that's that's just that's one season that's something that you know can adjust back and I think that alone can help with with more things and then he 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 also had a lower uh, lowest pull rate of his career, which is definitely just an, an easier adjustment for the off season where he can come back and start hitting those bombs that we're more used to. Which again, he started to do in the second half of the season. So I I don't I wouldn't expect him to come out as you know I wouldn't say he might start slow again, but I don't expect him to start definitely as slow as he did last year. So I would say he's back, and I I'm pretty excited for Trey Turner. I I feel like. Last year he was going like what we were talking about with Bobby Witt, and then now Trey Turner is going lower, and he's the kind of guy that you're saying is the guy that we're used to, you know, the veterans who we've seen him do it before. You might be getting Trey Turner at a discount, and I mean. Yeah, his current ADP is 12, which is right right at the end of the first round, and we were talking about Trey Turner as a number one overall pick last season. Even the season before, you know, because of his his plate discipline and his quality of contact, uh, a little bit of home runs that we get from him and the stolen bases, the run totals, the RBIs. He's in a good lineup. He's batting in Philadelphia, which is a great ballpark to hit in. Um, You know, last season, I feel like there was a lot of pressure on Trey Turner. Yeah, he just got a huge contract in Philadelphia and he was out. He, he was without his buddy, Bryce Harper, because Bryce Harper just had Tommy John surgery and he wasn't back yet. So I feel like like Philadelphia, the, the city, the fans, the team, 
they were all expecting Trey Turner to kind of like carry the team on his back. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure to ask for someone that's brand new to the team, you know, yeah. but Harper came back, you know, the, the city, they, they ended up giving him a standing ovation. And then all of a sudden Trey Turner's back, man. Yeah, he's he's back to hitting 290 to 300 power came back. Speed is there. He stopped making those, uh, those errors, you know, on the field in, in yeah. the beginning of the season, even, even the mental errors, the, the errors yeah, in, in the field. Yeah, man. It, it kind of reminds me of like, like Jose Altuve, when he was all in his head after yeah. the 2020, uh, the, the science healing scandal had come out, he was yeah. just terrible, you know? And, and I think Trey Turner was just in his head. Like these guys are human, man. Like, yeah, for sure. we have to remember that these aren't just baseball players. Like these are actual people that have emotions yeah. and emotions play a great deal in baseball. And, and yeah, um, I was say, baseball is a mental game just as much as it is a physical oh, yeah. game. For sure. If, if anything, will, it's it's more mental than it is yeah. anything else. Yeah. More than other sports. Oh, for sure. You fail more often than you succeed. So, uh, yeah. I, I will say this, dude. Like, he still pulled off 30 stolen bases, which, I mean, when you're looking at the top tier guys, it's not like it doesn't, you know, hold the same amount. But he still had 30 stolen bases. And to look back at how slow he started, couldn't even get on base, let alone try to steal, like – I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because he was known as like one of, if not like the stolen base guy. And so I think he's going to come back, come into this season saying like, if I can get, you know, if I can start off warm and get on bases more often, like I'm going to take advantage of this new, you know, base size rule. And I, mm-hmm. I can see him coming out with a vengeance saying like, I, I'm getting me some bags. Like in, we're, we're doing in- in 2018 or 2019, I don't remember which season it was. He um, he actually said before the season starts, I'm trying to get 70 stolen bases this season. Now, this is before it had ever been done before. Before, yeah. Ronald, Ronald Acuna is the first one to actually hit that, um, you know, 40 home runs and 70 stolen bases in a single season. Trey Turner was actually calling that he was going to make 70 stolen yeah. bases a few seasons ago. Now, he can actually do it, too, because he, he's, yeah. he's up there with sprint speed. Um, For sure. The, the question is, can he maintain this batting average? Now, in my right. opinion, his um, career batting average is 290-something. 298, I believe it is. Yeah. He's batted 298 or higher in the last four seasons in a row. Um, he finished the last two months of the season um, a lot closer to his career numbers. You know, So I feel like coming off of that you know, the, the last two months of last season, I feel like he's going to go into this season yeah. prepared, ready, right. you know, and he was in that division before he was with the nationals, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. when he first started coming out. So he, um, he's played in that ballpark multiple times, you know, numerous times playing in that division. So now he gets to play there all the time and it's known as a hitter's ballpark. So I feel like there's yeah. no reason why Trey Turner can't come out and just be the old Trey Turner. That's going to bat 300 with 25 to 30 home runs and potentially 50 to 70 stolen bases. That's a big right. gap right there. But we know that, you know, it he can. stolen bases are the thing where it's like, you have to commit. You have to yeah. just do it. You know, it's not like runs and RBIs that just come, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's something that you actually have to make a, an effort to actually just go out and get, you right. know, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, honestly, I think, I think Trey Turner's back, you know, and yeah. he's the number, it, it, it could be between him and Bobby Witt as the number one shortstop for, yeah. uh, for next season. For sure. I agree. All right. Moving on to, the number four 
uh, shortstop off the board and number three on this list. And former Dodger, Corey Seager, World Series MVP. This guy is just amazing, dude. His current ADP is 19, and that's actually low for the type of production that he just put yeah. up. But I feel like it's with good reason. Uh, categories leagues, he doesn't steal bases, you know. Yeah. That that could be a reason why he's so low. But also, he misses a lot of games, dude. Yeah, he, he does. He's always been injury prone ish. Like so, I I do have a little rundown of his injuries throughout his career. So, uh, April two thousand eighteen, Tommy John surgery. June two thousand nineteen, hamstring injury. September two thousand nineteen, hamstring hamstring injury again. August 2020, quad injury. August 2020, lower back injury. July 2022, leg injury. September 2022, arm injury. And then April, just this past season, 2023, another hamstring injury. That's yeah. four leg injuries within the last, you know, four years or so. Plus the lower back, plus the arm. That's a lot, yeah. man. And it's like when, when you have the same injury over and over again, it starts to make you look a little injury prone. You oh, know, like sure. how many games are we going to be able to get out of Corey Seager? If we can get 135 games, you know, that's that's great. You know, that's yeah, a potential that's... league winner for you. But how much is that hamstring really going to bother him now that yeah. he's, what, 30? Let's see, he's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's... Th- going to be 30 years old this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that that has to play into account, um, you know, I think, and again, we were we were talking before the show, like roster construction wise. You know, like there's a couple guys injury injury wise or coming back from injury. You know that Seager, when he's on the field, is going to be a stud for you. But it is that question: is if and how often is he going to be on the field? So, you know, if you're going to take a Seager, you know, I back you 100. percent That's a guy that I think you know you can you're going to feel comfortable having. But you you have to have you know kind of have to have a bit of a backup plan. So when you're going exactly with exactly what I was thinking, man, yeah, it's like your it's... middle infield spot needs to be not just like, a, oh, I got a middle infield spot. You know, it's a this is a guy that I might need to rely on because yep. you don't know how many games you're getting out of Seager. So think about that later with one of these other guys that could be filling in for him. You don't want another guy who's kind of injury prone. You might want to get someone who's, you know, just going to be on the field for you because, like you said, Seager has the potential to be the league winner for sure. Maybe not as much in categories league without the stolen bases, but I mean, yeah. What if he has another one of these nagging hamstrings, which, like Will just pointed out, has been, uh, you know, frequent for him? And you know, it, I would say he is injury prone. I mean, I was kind of trying to be nice, but I think the guy is. It's just too many. I mean, you listed too many, unfortunately. You know. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it, a it's lot, unfortunate. Man. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he. I mean, hitting that guy's a good hitter, dude. He's just pure good hitter and yeah. and yeah he's 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 great you know that that was a lot of negatives but let, let's go into the positives right. now so Corey Seager he is between the 90th and 90th percentile in 10 different step categories yep. k percent under uh k percentage under 20 percent walk percentage above league average Career high exit velocity, 93.3 miles per hour. As a shortstop, you don't really see shortstops hitting the ball that hard, right. man. Uh, and he's a line drive hitter. If, if mm-hmm. he elevated the ball a little bit more with that type of exit velocity, we could see 45 to 50 home runs from Corey yeah. Seager in a full yeah. season. Now, the problem is he played 119 games last season. So sure. that that's a lot, man. That I mean, yeah. that, that, that's nowhere near what it takes to – 
be considered an MVP, which is what he was on pace to be. Like if there yeah. was no Shohei Otani, Corey Seager would have probably won MVP last season for the American League, and yeah. that's with missing forty games. like forty games. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to think. Uh, 327 batting average, 390 OBP, 1,013 OPS. That is so hard to maintain, dude. When yeah. you play, even only playing 119 games, if you can get your OPS over 1,000 by the end of the season, oh my God, dude. Yeah, that, you're, you're a stud, yeah. That, that's like baseball god sticks. Right? Yeah, yeah. 33 home runs, 42 doubles, 42 doubles in 119 games. Imagine if this guy played the whole season, dude. Yeah. Crazy. 91 like runs, 96 RBI. Yeah. He was on pace for 44 home runs, 120 runs, and 125 RBI. Crazy. Man. I mean, can we get a full season? Can we can get we, a full season? So he's With only played 150 games. In one season since right. he's been called up to the majors. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, twice in his career, 2022 and 2016. And, you know, 2016 is before all these injuries. Happened. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even really count that, especially because he was so young and, you know, he had the potential. But, you know, 2022, if we can see more of that, maybe he just needs to kind of like, maybe the Rangers need to think about, let's give him some time off a shortstop yeah. and just try to keep him healthy. Let's give him some more. DH uh, yeah. spots, you know, throughout the season, more, more times than not, like yeah. twice a week, you know, let him play shortstop yeah. three or four times a week and then give him DH twice a week. He, he's already not an iron man, you know? So it's not like we're, you're, you know, screwing him up and, you know, like taking, you know, these starts away from him type of thing. You're still letting them DH and stuff. Like he's, I think he'd rather just have a, like a longer season than be playing shortstop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so that was the end of Tier 1. We got Bobby Witt Jr., Trey Turner, and Corey Seager. Now, moving on to uh, let's see, Tier 2. So, Tier 2 only contains two guys, in, in my opinion. So, first guy we got to talk about, Francisco Lindor. Now, Francisco Lindor used to be like a, considered a top shortstop in the league, and you know, for a little while, he was kind of falling off a little bit. But now it's like he's trying to, like, you know, get back into it again. Maybe maybe the, the move from Cleveland over to New York, uh, maybe it hindered him a little bit. Time, yeah. yeah. But now it's like, man, this guy kind of, kind of like, came out of nowhere again. Dude, he's been playing like the, like the Lindor of old. And he's only 29 yeah. years old, you know? I know. It seems like he's a little bit older because he's he's been around the block around a few times. Older. But, yeah. But yeah, 29 years old. He talk very, about very looking at the yeah, talking about looking at the stats and thinking, man, like where was I last year? Like I feel like he had such a quiet like really really good season. He was I mean, talk well, about Well, when you're getting overshadowed by guys like Bobby Witt and Ronald yeah, Acuña, like that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like the same thing happened when Judge hit his like uh career uh, or, or like the record-breaking home runs, you know, like guys like Matt Olson that hit forty something that season, like right. they get overshadowed a little bit because there's so much hype about these other guys. About the, the main, yeah, the big guys. He, you, you know, Lindor played 160 games, dude. Like that's, I mean, coming right off the heels of talking about Seager, and again, I don't want to keep going on the negatives with Seager because I, I love him, but like Lindor playing 160 is great. 31 home runs, 108. 
uh, runs scored, 98 RBIs, 31 stolen bases. I mean, quietly a 30-30 guy is, I mean, here's the thing. You know that there's not going to be more growth from him. You know, you're not thinking, okay, maybe this is the year he's going, you know, he's going to hit 40 home runs. And, you know, he's probably going to be right around what, you know, what I just said, more or less little things here and there, but not like, you're not a high upside guy where you could see Bobby Witt taking an extra step or two even more type of thing. But you know what you're getting from Lindor. He's consistent. He did have those couple down years, but I think part of that was like we were saying the the move to New York. There was some things going on. Yeah, you know all that all that stuff. But like I look I look at Lindor's stats and I'm just like, dude, you know if if people are gonna sleep on him, then you know take advantage of that because I think they are gonna sleep on him. Like you said, he's been overshadowed. He's been he's overshadowed by by Seager, who, you know, he, you're playing forty less games than this guy. And right. not, but so this is the consistency guy that you know you know the floor that you're getting, and it's it's up here. So and his current ADP is 25. That's six spots behind Corey Seager. Right. Honestly, I think I might want to wait a little bit and go after yeah. Francisco Lindor. Yeah. You know, like you yeah, just I said, agree. he played 160 games this season. He played 161 last season. So you know the durability is there. Um, you know, one thing that stuck out to me is that in 2022, before the, the bigger bases came out, he had uh, 22 stolen base attempts. He was successful on 16 of those, so he got caught stealing six times. This past season, 35 attempts. So he basically almost doubled it, and he was yeah. only caught stealing four times. So he, he's, he's a combination of good speed, and um, he knows when to run. Yeah, yeah, smart. Yeah, smart runner. Yeah, he's a very, very smart base runner. So if he if he can maintain that, dude, this is a like a, a guy that can carry your your team also. Right. You know he's he's not a huge standout in any category, but he's a jack of all trades and he's very no. good at all those trades and except for batting average. Batting average yeah. is the only thing that could be a little bit of a weakness for him. But right. when you're mashing 31 home runs and and you're you know stealing, stealing 30 bases, yeah. who cares? <laughs> you right. know, it's, it's not like he has like a like Chris Davis batting average, you know. <laughs> For sure. I think one of the things that I really like that I didn't even really know, but he's actually still pretty young. Like you said, I feel like he feels like one of those guys who's just older because of, you know, how long he's been in the league or maybe because he plays so often that we're just like, we just think subconsciously that this guy has just been playing for so much longer, but for him to be, you know, still at that, you know, would you say he was 29 or he's 29 going into age 30? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's legit. That's still prime. That's still the prime of his career. Yeah. hundred percent, dude. And these guys don't really start slowing down until probably like age 32, you know, most of the time kind of on average, yeah. Um, the batting average used to be a little bit better from Francisco Lindor, but I feel like, you know, as he's gone on through his career, you know what you're getting. Lindor is yeah. pretty simple. 260-ish batting average, 30-ish home runs, 200-plus runs in RBI. And now with his increased stolen base attempts, you're probably going to get 25 stolen bases at least also. Yeah, I agree. I like it. High floor, low ceiling, you know, but th- this is a safe guy that you know that you can trust while drafting. And yeah, not a boring safe guy though. That's what's cool about it. Exactly. It's it's a fun safe guy. So I like yeah, him a lot. He's, there's some of the other boring safe guys towards the 100%. end of the draft that we can talk yeah. about also. We'll talk about it, yeah. All right. Moving on to the next guy. Boba Bo. Shit. So Bo. the sixth shortstop off the board, fifth on our list. 
something was definitely oh. up with Boba Shen last season, man. Yeah, the, the batting yeah. average still looked really good. Um, but everything else just, just kind of declined, especially the stolen bases. And it's not just the stolen bases, but his sprint speed has slowed down a lot also. And he's yeah. only, what, like 25 years old? Yeah, I'm really young. surprised to see his uh, his sprint speed go down so much. Yeah. I feel like he, yeah, I don't know. Uh, for some reason, it's, I don't, I don't want to put this on him. I, I, I almost, it almost feels like a little bit of like an effort thing, which is like crazy because I feel like on some plays I see him and it's like it's a different player. Like he's going more all out more often than not. And I, I mean, I don't want to put that tag on someone because I don't, I don't know him. You know, I'm not in the clubhouse or whatever. But there's just, there's just some times where I feel like it's a different it's a different Boba shed out there running the bases or, or whatever. And then sometimes it's, it's not as much there. So I, I, you know, I hate to speculate, but I do feel like with how young he is and how much his sprint speed was in the past, like, I feel like he has that potential and I don't know why it's not there yeah. as frequent or, you know. Now the question is last season he was getting drafted in, you know, yeah. second round i believe like the middle of the second round close to the end of the second round now he's still close to that his adp is 31 yeah. are you taking him at number 31 i'm not no i, I don't think i am either i'm Looking thinking at his um, his, his sprint speed in 2019 he was 83rd percentile on sprint speed and then 2020 it was uh 70th percentile and then 74th and then 53rd and then now in 2023, 42nd percentile in sprint speed. Now I'm I'm wondering if maybe something's wrong with his legs or, or yeah, his maybe. feet or something, but he's just not running like he used to. And dude, right. that was a big part of his game. You know, the stolen bases. In, yeah, for sure. In 2021, he had 25 stolen bases. You know, uh, just a year later, he only had 13. And then last season, he only has five. Five. That's crazy. And five in eight attempts. You know, he was caught stealing yeah. three times. So right. I don't know, man. There's a lot of the uh, plantar fasciitis going around the league. You know, you hear about yeah. that a lot. So that could be a potential thing. I don't know. But the, and you know what? The... That's something that flares up too. So that could honestly mm-hmm. be like, and again, that's like, I, I, you know, I hate to put that tag on him of like the effort thing, but it could just be like there's certain periods of or stretches of time where it's flaring up on him. So it might look like he's not trying as hard because it's just hurting him you know yeah it's true it could be a thing he did miss some time in august with a foot injury it was an undisclosed foot injury so it could possibly be plantar fasciitis you know um carlos correa also has the same thing and he's missed time because of that also uh justin turner you know that the list goes on and on uh he only played 135 games last year 306 batting average which is great you know you can always count on boba chef for batting average uh, 20 home runs, 69 runs, 73 RBI, only five stolen bases. You know, right? That's that's the thing that kind of like brings down his uh, his potential a lot. Like if he's not going to uh, run, if you're only a 20 homer, 306 batting batting average guy with no stolen yeah. bases, like you're not that valuable, and you really shouldn't right. be going at number 31 overall. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he should be in the talked about where we're saying like one of the safe guys, but like he's right now a boring safe guy and that's not third round or even really even fourth round but i mean at back into the fourth i guess maybe just because of the high upside but like i'm with you yeah. third round just feels like way too pricey for the guy like you like with what you just said i mean it's really just 20 home runs and decent a- and good average like yeah not a lot yeah of and, yeah i mean 
I don't know, at, at a, a such a high price tag, I feel like yeah. he's not really worth it, in my opinion. He's not. Yeah, I agree. All right. That was tier two. So I'll put that back up there again. Francisco Lindor and Boba Shit. Now we move on to tier three. And there's only two in this one also. Xander Bogarts and O'Neill Cruz. Now, if you're wondering why Elliot Ayla Cruz is not on this list, it's because uh, two shortstops are actually going before uh, the next guy, Xander Bogarts. Yeah. And um, that would be Gunnar Henderson and... Yeah. Um, really? And Cruz, and both of those yeah. guys were on the third base podcast that we've already done. So um, now, one thing that I think is kind of weird that I do want to bring him up right now. So I have CJ Abrams in tier four, mm-hmm. but ADP has him at number fifty-one. So well, he's actually the sixth higher, yeah. shortstop. I, I don't really understand that, dude. Like, I eighteen I home runs. Categories, I think categories. Forty-seven like, stolen bases. Like, I understand yeah. that. You know, in Roto and categories leagues, but still, if a, a, a stolen base specialist with nothing really else going for him, eighteen home runs with a two forty five batting average, like how how is that a number fifty one overall? Yeah, no, I you know that I, that doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. That's that's fourth round. That's beginning of the fourth round. Yeah, I, again, I think there's a lot of upside and like like we were saying, categories leagues that kind of like play into that. But I'm I'm with you. I think C J Abrams. He looks like it could be promising. It looks fun, but I just, I do just think that we are are overvaluing him, or people are, and we're we're not um, overvaluing him a, a little bit. You know, I think that the average is just, it's. I mean, the stolen bases jump off the page, but you also got to think of the of team context. I mean, look at look at the boys that that, that he's playing with, like. Yeah. You know that that's got to play play of you know into account too. I'm I'm not as high as uh, on Abrams. Like I think you said what like sixth or something like that shortstop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, nah, I'm 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 not putting him at six for me. Um, if you want to take, I feel like if we're talking about risk reward type of thing, he's more on the risky side if you ask me. Than yeah, some of the I, I totally agree. Maybe yeah. maybe in Roto. You know, where the total yeah. count of everything kind of like counts at the end and you're not doing like a week by week type of thing. You know, that makes a little bit more sense to take him, you know, because of the 47 stolen bases. Um, but it, he played 151 games, which is almost a full season. And he only had 83 runs and 64 RBI. Now, in I, I believe it was in June or July, the, the Nationals moved him up to the leadoff position and he thrived in the leadoff position. Yeah. And he was yeah. doing much better in the second half. Than he was in the first half, and and um, a lot of that has to do with the stolen bases. Uh, the first right. three months of the season, he was betting in the bottom half of the Nats lineup. He only had five home runs and nine stolen bases. After being moved up to the leadoff position in July, he batted three twenty-seven with three home runs and sixteen stolen bases in July. A two twenty-three batting average with four home runs and thirteen stolen bases in August, and two twenty-one batting average with four home runs and seven stolen bases in September. So that 327 batting average, that one is the outlier. You know, that's the, that's the one that you can basically say, I don't trust that. 223 in August and 221 bat um, in September. That sounds a lot more closer to like what we're probably going yeah. to see, you know, going forward. But yeah. when, when you're, if, if you're chasing stolen bases, like if you have a guy in the first, if you're going to get Matt Olson and someone that doesn't steal, you know, stolen bases like that, then you can pair him with a guy like CJ Abrams, you know, because you're going to get your power from one and then yeah. your speed from another. But honestly, like 
when, when it comes to categories leagues, especially like, because this guy doesn't score a lot of runs in RBIs, like I don't want to throw all my eggs in one basket and go after a guy like this. Yeah. That's again, I think, that's going to give me, you know, stolen bases only. Right. I think it's all about price too. You know, it's like, I think that pairing sounds great if you're able to get Abrams like later, you know, if he's like one of the guys that ends up being like, you know, middle infield guy or, you know, utility, depending on your format or whatever, someone who's kind of just almost like more of like a filler. I, I get that he has high upside, but I just feel like the price tag is way too high for a guy that is like going to be helping out your stolen bases because you got someone like Matt Olson. You know, it's like, why? how are we paying so high for him when when like that's almost all he brings to the table like yeah. i mean 18 home runs is is you know not horrible but it's just yeah i don't know my, i'm he if he makes me eat my words i'll i'll be on here next year and i'll say all right cj abrams my bad like did your thing um, but i don't know man it, it's the um the home run thing like 18 home runs it's like there's like 23 to 24 yeah. weeks in fantasy baseball and that's not even one home run per week yeah, you know, no, if I, you're not yeah, giving yeah. me at least one home run per week, it, it's like I I really don't want anything to do with. I'm not it. counting on you for home runs. Yeah, especially because saying, of that like, price tag. Like that's yeah, way exactly. too high of a price tag to 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 go for a guy. Like you can get Nico Horner a little bit later, you know, and at ADP yeah. 62, and it's basically the same guy, the you know. Same. And I, I feel like the Cubs are a better lineup than the Nationals are. I agree. I'm with uh, you. So, yeah was uh, C.J. Abrams and... I'm Maricopa uh, County. I'm County Recorder Steven Mitchell. Let's see. Moving on to the next guy, O'Neill Cruz. Now, this is the guy Ooh. that we got to talk about, man. Seven short up on our list. Huh? This guy's interesting. Yeah, that, dude. There are so many comparisons between Ellie De La Cruz and O'Neill Cruz. They are yeah. really tall dudes. So, okay. O'Neill Cruz is 6'7". Ellie De La Cruz is 6'5". O'Neill Cruz, 215 pounds. Ellie De La Cruz, 200 pounds. O'Neill Cruz, 29.8 feet per second sprint speed. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, 30.5 feet per second in sprint speed. That's less than one second or le- less than, uh, than a foot. Yeah. Uh, ed- exit velocity, 91.2 for Ellie, 91.9 for O'Neill, 119.2 max for Ellie, 122.4 for O'Neill. Now that's like Giancarlo Stanton type of yeah, numbers right there. 122 yeah. miles per hour. Uh K rate's about the same too. 34.9 for Ellie, 33.7 for O'Neill. Um, the walk rate is about the same, 7.8 for Ellie and 8.2 for O'Neill. So if you like Ellie Little Cruz, you've got to love O'Neill Cruz because O'Neill Cruz is just slightly better than Ellie Little Cruz right now. Like we haven't really seen a lot from either one of them. Right, but so ADP wise, what do you do? You have that in front of you. ADP for O'Neill Cruz is at seventy. Ellie De La Cruz is at fifty-eight. Dude, crazy to me. That's crazy. Okay, now I get you. O'Neill Cruz has the injury, you know, like you know, history. He's already been hurt a couple times, or you know, I think he was hurt in, in the minors, or at least the last time. We'll say that. You know? Well, did did you see what happened? He had a collision at the plate. Yeah, and, uh, again, that's not something you can bank. That's what, that's what I was going to bring up. He's got the injury thing that he's just coming off of the injury. So people are like, oh, man, he was just injured. But, like, that's you can't, you can't like, say that he's going to get injured with a collision at the plate. Like, that's not something that you can, like, 
that's not like a soft tissue thing. Like, you know, he's pulling up lame all the time or, or whatever, you know, this is, I don't know. I think that them having 20 ish spots between them and ADP is crazy. I technically we've seen more out of Ellie just because O'Neill hasn't, you know, he, we got robbed of his year last year, only like nine games in or something. But at the end of O'Neill's um, 22 season, he was showing a lot of promise. And then the, you know, nine or 10 games, whatever he played at the beginning of last season, again, showing a lot of promise. I feel like I would almost be okay taking them flip-flopped ADPs personally. Um, I mean, I get it. Team context too. I think the Reds are a lot better than, than the Pirates, but at some point, like, you know, players play. And I think that like O'Neill just, he's got, you know, he's got that dog in him. I'm not saying Ellie doesn't. (laughs) I'm not saying Ellie doesn't, but O'Neill is just, you know, something about him, dude. Like, Yeah, the, the biggest thing that I saw from Ellie De La Cruz, I don't know if you watched our third base uh, preview that we had, but yeah, yeah. Ellie, Ellie De La Cruz's ground ball rate is above 55%, where league yeah. average is about 44. O'Neill Cruz, uh, his ground ball rate was at 44%, which is right in line with MLB average. So, yeah. Yeah. This guy's going to hit a little bit more line drives, more yeah. more fly balls, which means more home runs. Now, Ellie De La Cruz, a lot of his home runs were moonshots, but that's because he hits right. the ball so hard, you know, yeah. and, and the launch angle was there. But when you're hitting yeah. the ball on the ground more than half the time, it's like that's going to put a damper on your value big right. time. I, I think might, for next be, season. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say it might also be the stolen base thing. Like we've seen Ellie now at this point steal i mean how many games he played 90 98 games or something mm-hmm. um and he i mean and he stole 35 bases i mean that's that's pretty impressive so i will i and will that's give him a terrible batting average imagine if he gets exactly exactly bit. if he can pull that up and again he might i mean he might hit a sophomore slump or he might come out and you know be be the dude so i th- i think there is that you know there's there's some things that we've seen a little bit more out of out of Ellie, I guess more recently you could say, but I don't know. I think that, like you said, there there's just so many comparisons that for them to be twenty spots away in ADP just feels like like you're you know they're the Spider Man meme. They're pointing to each other. Like <laughs> yeah, basically they're basically the same, dude. Like basically yeah. the same. The 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 one thing that I got to give to Ellie though is that he has third base and shortstop eligibility. Yeah, whereas true. O'Neill Cruz only has shortstop. But third base is one of the deepest positions in the league right now. So having that third base eligibility, I mean, it helps, but it's not to where the point where it's like the position is so scarce that you really need to go and look for a third baseman anymore. There's lots of options towards the end. All right, that was O'Neill Cruz. Um, Moving back over to... All right, Xander Bogart. So Xander Bogart is the 12th shortstop off the board. no, I'm sorry. The 12th sports off the board is actually Matt McLean, who we already talked about in our second base preview. So uh, 13th shortstop off the board is Xander Bogarts. Now, he's the eighth guy on our list that we got to talk about because of, you know, position so, eligibility. Yeah. So Xander Bogarts, I feel like he's he had a typical Xander Bogarts season. Good batting yeah. average, decent home runs for a shortstop, 83 runs, 58 RBI. That's the one that's Ugh. a little bit low for me. Yeah. But, you know, the 285 batting average and 19 home runs, it, it's fine for a shortstop. Like, I'm, I'd still be happy with Xander Bogarts as my starting shortstop for this yeah. upcoming season. 
Yeah, I don't good. get it. He's he finished the year strong too. Didn't he wasn't didn't he get hit like twice in the wrist or something like that, or at least once? Like he missed some time because of of an injury, I believe. Um, uh last season he played 155 games. So um oh, he was there yeah, basically I'm, the whole season. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of someone else then. And that Probably case, Machado. Like, yeah. His teammate yeah. Machado. Machado got hit yeah, the wrist last season. I mean so yeah, so in that case, yeah, I feel like the you know the RBIs that's that's a bummer for having that many games played. But he but has also the the Padres were they, they underperformed last season. So the yeah. RBIs maybe they weren't there for 2023, but it's possible that they were there that they're going to be there for 2024. Yeah, uh, no, good plate discipline. K percentage was under 20 percent as always. Uh, he actually dropped his strikeout rate from 18.7% in 2022 down to 16.5% in 2023. Some added extra value there for points league or OBP leagues. Um, now, one thing that kind of came out of nowhere, 19 stolen bases for Xander yeah. Bogarts in 2023. That's a career high for him after only getting eight in 2022 and five in 2021. Cur- uh, previous career high was 15 stolen bases back in 2017. So I, I feel like this is just another player that you know what you're going to get. Close to 300 yeah. batting average, good plate discipline, 20-ish home runs, 80 to 90 runs. Um, you know, the 58 RBI, I feel like that's going to go up this this coming season. Yeah. Probably closer to like 70 to 80. Yeah. And with these stolen bases now, I feel like that's going to add that extra value that you never really expected from uh, Xander Bogarts before. Yeah. I feel like if you want to wait a little bit on shortstop, this is one of those safe guys that we're talking about that I feel like you can plug him into your, into your lineup and feel like, okay, like I'm, I'm, you know, taking a hit from the top guys, but I can fill instead of taking one of the top guys with other positions that I, I feel like I might need more of. So. All right. So uh, 13 shorts up off the board is Ha Seong Kim, which we already talked about in our second base podcast. So the ninth shortstop on our list and 14th shortstop off the board, Dansby Swanson. Now, Danby Swanson yeah, finished his career in Atlanta so strong, you know. Yeah, they were talking MVP almost. Like, he was yeah. in some of the conversations. It was crazy. Honestly, like, the rest of this list, man, I, I really feel like I don't want anyone else as my starting shortstop next season. Yeah. Like, there might no. be some sleepers in there, you know, yeah. but I feel like uh, – like Xander Bofors might actually be like the last shortstop off the list that I would really yeah. feel comfortable with as my short starting shortstop for next season. I feel like a lot of these other guys end up being very, you know, you're if you you know from the first guy on the list to the last guy on the list, you're not you're not missing a lot. It's about this, you know, close to the same when you're you know weighing out the the options type of thing. And, I, and I'm with you. I would I kind of want to pull the trigger on someone before. Um, and, you know, then, you know, fall back on some of these guys. I will say, like Will pointed out, um, that there are a lot of guys that we didn't, like, go in more depth with because they have different position eligibility, um, you know, third base or second base also, but they also have shortstop eligibility. It might be a strategy for some of you people because, like, think about it. If you're the guy who doesn't take these other guys and now you're coming up on – your shortstop has to be the Swansons or the Volpes or, you know, some of these other guys. If you take two of the guys that we've listed before and you can fit one in at third base and one at shortstop or third base and second base or whatever, now you're kind of 
you know, you're you're cornering the market a little bit here. So you could either use that as trade yeah. later, or you're just or you're just hurting your other, uh, you know, your exactly the guys in your team, exactly. the guys in your in your league, because now they have to play with these other guys as their starting shortstops, and now you have two of them, but you're filling positions that you need. And Dude. I think that that might be a bit of a strategy. I mean, don't what go you're saying your right now, man. You pull that trigger. What you're saying right now, that was my uh, strategy last season with third base. I forwarded yeah, third three base. third basemen. You know, I had Machado, I had um, uh, Riley, and and I ended up getting um, oh, no, Junior uh, Caminero also to, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, for the future, you know, so that way no one else could get them. And I was thinking like, all right, I thought you, I thought you had basemen. one more too. I, I, I did, but I traded him away. Um, that's right, I, that's right. I, I don't remember who it was, but I remember it was like yeah. another like top. Oh, actually, I had Max Muncy also. That's right. I traded him. I to think me. I traded oh, no. uh, for. We traded. I traded, traded Logan Gilbert money. for Max Muncy. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt I like it was it was a decent trade. It was it was. I thought it was, fair enough. I'm not gonna lie. I kept I kept track of points the entire season. Um, I kept looking back. I'm like just to see how did this work out. <laughs> It ended up yeah. being close. I think at the end, Muncie missed a couple games or something. He mm-hmm. missed some time, or or he got slow. But it was it was a decent trade for sure. But yeah, you had dude, you had a gang. You had a, all the third baseman, and I yeah. think that that's kind of the play because you could you weren't like benching a guy and he was just eating up spots on your on your bench. Like you ended up filling them at you know third corner infield utility. Um, I think one of them had, you know, dual eligibility. So that, like, you know, you're you're filling spots with guys that are worth something, and then you had other guys that are other teams that are like, man, I got no third baseman. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll trade you anything or whatever. Well, plus, in our league, we have third base, corner field, and two utility spots. Right. So no matter what, all those guys were yeah. going to be in my lineup all the time. Right. And Max exactly. Muncy, I believe he had first, second, and third base eligibility last season. Well. Yeah. So you were able to to maneuver him, and I think that's that's the that might be the play. You know, I mean, what? Yeah. It's a good strategy. It's a good strategy. That was actually supposed to be for later. Um, All right. So actually, uh, so back to Daphne Swanson. First off, when I say I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer in playing um, in players playing at their ceiling when they're in a contract year. You know, I've I've said that multiple times before. And um, Dansby Swanson actually did that with Atlanta in 2022, his final season in Atlanta, 277 batting average career high. 25 home runs, second highest of his career, 99 runs, career high, 96 RBI, career high, 18 stolen bases, career high. Previous was only 10. Now, going into 2023, his first season with the Cubs, 244 batting average, 33 points lower, 22 home runs, three less than the previous year, 81 runs, that was 18 runs uh, lower, uh, 80 RBI, that was 16 RBI lower, nine stolen bases and um you know that that's nine that, that's basically cutting the stolen bases in half after they increase the base size you know and yeah. uh, i kind of ruined it a little bit right there but i did ask Dancy Dancy swanson about uh about this and uh this is what he had to say fool you <laughs> yeah so Dancy swanson fooled us a little bit man actually he didn't yeah. fool me because i didn't fall for it because i i I am I am a big believer in um, yeah. contract seasons. You know, uh, a guy that I want to talk about in just a couple minutes. He's coming up pretty soon. Is also on a contract year. Just like I said, Alex Bregman. That's my sleeper for this season. I really feel like Alex Bregman's going to just go off this season because he is coming up on a on a free agency after this season. All right. So the next guy on the list 
is Anthony Volpe, which you had just mentioned. He's the 10th on our list and 15th shortstop off the board. Uh, I'm going to change this name real quick for the viewers. Um, so not the Volpe, most impressive rookie season. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's he's ADP 128, and I feel like that's that's actually a pretty decent ADP. Yeah, for I was gonna say, people. I think ADP wise, he's not bad. He, I feel like he, I agree with you, wasn't the most impressive, you know, definitely nowhere near like the oh man, Anthony Volpe, you know, his, his rookie season shortstop, he this guy's gonna be a stud, but he does, he did show some flashes that I'm, you know, you can definitely like, eh, you know, I'm gonna keep an eye on you type of thing. Um, he was, I think he was one of only four shortstops that had a 2020 season, but he was 40 points lower in batting average than the lowest guy out of those, out of those four guys. So, I mean, yes. his average is bad. The boys, the boy strikes out, like he gets out yeah. of bed, he's like, I'm striking out at least once today, <laughs> no matter what. And like, that's, I, it's almost like a goal of his, I'm going to see what I can do while I at least strike out once. And like, that's. That's something that he can he could potentially fix, you know. Obviously, he was is his rookie season, but you also you know you've heard of the sophomore slumps, and if he slumps from what he did, oh, we're in trouble. That would yeah, be terrible. In trouble. But he did have yeah, some flashes, like we said, with the twenty twenty. Like he he has a little bit of power, definitely has some speed. So you know, it's it's not all bad, but it's it's kind of like what we said earlier, though. It, it it's baseball is a very mental game, and the Yankees yeah. were just off their game last season. They, they, yeah. they had, I think they finished the season with like 82 and 80, something like that. Like yeah. barely breaking 500. And that's terrible, man. That's gotta, that's gotta do a damper on, on all of their mentality, oh, you know, especially sure. because Aaron judge was out with injuries for, you know, the, the, the typical type of Aaron judge season sure. where he's going to have two, three IL stints throughout the year, yeah. you know, but Anthony Volpe, man, he, he does have a lot of potential, but the 209 batting average that that's bad, dude. that's enough where even at ADP 128 I'm not, I'm just like eh, I'm going to make sure I fill up my shortstop spot before it gets to ADP 128 yeah, so 100%. I'm definitely trying to go for shortstop between like the first like 5 6 rounds I don't want to be left in the dark you know when it comes yeah. to to uh shortstop now there is one guy minimize on accident there is one guy that i feel like is a uh, a big potential sleeper um uh he's actually after the next guy so i'll go i'll go with uh tommy edmund first edmund. so okay. tommy edmund is the 11th on our list and 16th shortstop off the board um another serviceable yet boring shortstop in my opinion yeah. 260ish batting average 13 home runs 90ish home uh, 90ish RBI no sorry that would be awesome 90ish <laughs> runs right, yeah. 50ish RBI and 30ish uh, stolen bases so yeah. you know he's he kind of gives you a little bit of everything you know the the RBIs could really use a boost right there but also the cardinals really weren't anything um you know right crazy last season so hopefully you know i do see them making i think they'll moves, so. step up yeah, yeah yeah they'll step it up a little bit this season i feel like um, this is the kind of guy that we were talking about like if you have a seager maybe you go get someone like tommy edmund to do like the corner infield spot to like in case seager goes down he fills in you're losing a lot but you're also you're not like taking a huge dip with some ran, random guy type of thing i did see i don't know if he has it now but i heard that he's going to be their starting center fielder at least to like 
to start. So he will get outfield eligibility if he doesn't already have it, and that could also be serviceable too if you know that matters to anyone. So, well, outfield is one of the weakest positions, and he does have out- right. outfield eligibility at least in Yahoo. He has a yeah. second short and outfield, so yeah. um, that I, I feel like that's one of the things that actually makes him relevant because yeah. he he's. Um, he has two positions that are, you know, two of the weakest in weakest, fantasy yeah. baseball. So um, that does help a lot. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't perform to his normal output. Um, the reason why I say that is because Tommy Edmond had arthroscopic surgery on his right wrist in October, uh, something that had been bothering him since July. And that would actually explain possibly his down season. His down you know? spin, yeah. But, True. you know, how is he going to come back? Is he going to come back, right. you know, back to normal, the normal Tommy Edmund that's maybe, you know, a little bit higher batting average, um, 15-ish, you know, home runs, and a good amount of stolen bases. Like, the risk surgery is not going to matter when it comes to stolen yeah. bases, you know. He's definitely going to still have the, the decent plate discipline. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's really just going to come down to if he's ready for spring training or not. So you definitely want to yeah. keep an eye. If you're planning on – on drafting Tommy Edmund, if that's one that you kind of have in, your, in the back of your head that you'd like to draft, just make sure he's still part of the opening day roster by the time that comes. Yep. All right. And hit him, hit him with it. I know you want to say it. <laughs> Bring him out. All right. So the next guy I want to talk about, I got a lot of notes on this guy. All right. Um, yet he is right here willie adamas so willie adamas is my sleeper for 2024 and uh dude i would much rather have willie adamas 24 picks after some of these other guys at pick 152 because the potential is there and you know he's still pretty young man i was really surprised when i saw that he's only going to be 28 this season i thought he was a little bit older i thought he was going to be at least 30 you know 29 30 years old He's one of those I was that, you know, feels like the same like we were talking about with like Lindor even or something. It's like, yeah, just like been around the league for so long. He he made his debut at 22 years old. And and when guys come up, you know, especially because he's already played for two teams, that was a big trade between the Rays, you know, and and him going over to Milwaukee. And there was so much hype about him because he had been very vocal about saying that he just doesn't like the batter's eye in Tampa Bay. And it was just messing with his swing. His home road splits were just out of control on the road. He was amazing. And at home in Tampa Bay, he just wasn't the same type of player. Goes over to yeah. Milwaukee. Everyone thought that he was going to be you know, the, the next big thing over there. But unfortunately, that really hasn't happened yet. Uh, right. We saw uh, 2022, he had a 262 batting average with 25 home runs. Um, no, I'm sorry, 31 home runs. No, I'm sorry. That, that was the year before when he was part of Tampa Bay and Milwaukee. 2022, he was at a 238 batting average with thir- yeah. uh, 31 home runs. So the home runs were there, you know, and that's great. You know, he's in a great ballpark to hit home runs in. Milwaukee's yeah. a, a hitter's ballpark. Um, but then you fast forward to 2023, and he only had a 217 batting average with uh, right. 24 home runs. So I, I feel like the potential's there. Coming on a uh, coming off of um you know com- co- going into free agency I'm sorry after this uh, 2024 season I feel like you know this is the the type of guy that you can really look that he wants to show what he can do and at 
28 years old in in the prime of his career i wouldn't be surprised if we see something closer to like what we saw in 2021 which was a 262 batting average with um minimal pop but i feel like because he's a little bit older now he could probably hit the 31 like he did last season you know so a, a 260 batting average with 31 home runs you know compared to um the 217 batting average with 24 home runs that we saw last season, you know, I feel yeah. like this could be a potential sleeper, not like someone that could be, you know, giving you first round production, second round production, something no, like no. that. But at ADP 176 towards the end That's of the it. draft like this, this is definitely a guy that you could sit on for a little bit. And if he doesn't work out, oh, well, you got him at ADP 176. Yeah. You know, you can yeah, drop exactly. him and pick up someone else on the waiver wire that may be a little bit more enticing. Right. I think cost, you know, like we're, uh, you know, theme of, of this episode, I feel like I, I keep saying is like cost wise, I think you can get good production for him. And especially at that cost, it just feels like that's, that's the kind of thing that you want to kind of think about when you're, you know, maybe you do miss out on some of those, those top guys, or, you know, someone else has the strategy that you have and they reach for guys and, you know, you're getting left with some of the middle pack, like the Swansons. And then, you know, you miss out don't reach for one of those guys just to fill a shortstop spot. Maybe you make the rest of your team stacked and then you go get a guy like Willie Adamas and, and hope that you, you know, you hit the upper, the, the upside of him. Uh, the other guy that I think you were going to maybe bring up too. And, and I like is uh, Tyro Estrada. And I think he feels, he kind of fills that same mold, not quite as much upside, but especially with the home runs, but I feel like he's the kind of guy that you could also fall back on and, for the price that you're going to get him at, I feel like you might get something similar to a Dansby Swanson without having to pay as much so that you can make the rest of your roster better and, you know, still be balanced. Yeah. So Tyro Schrott is actually going about 30 picks before Willie Adams. And well, I mean, no, that's actually kind of crazy to me. I, I didn't even know that. It, that's crazy. it is super crazy, I, dude. I don't I like get it, it, man, because he's the type of player, honestly, in my opinion, he's he'll never be my starting shortstop. I would yeah. much prefer like anyone else except for him. Like middle infield option, that's fine, you know. Right, but right. there's nothing special about Tyro Estrada. You know, last season he he had a, a 248 expected batting average, so he batted above his expected stats right. at 271. Only 63 runs scored and 49 RBI, uh, 14 home runs and 23 stolen bases and 30 attempts. He got caught stealing seven times. 69 percentile on sprint speed, so he's actually you know he's he's fast. Uh, but speed, yeah. His exit velocity sucks, 85.9 yeah. miles per hour average exit velocity. And his launch angle, 10.8. You know, his ground ball rate isn't too bad. Fly ball rate and line drive rate is fine. But, dude, the, that's yeah, under MLB average, you know. And no yeah. wonder he only had 14 home runs. He, he doesn't really have a lot of pop. Honestly, I'm no. passing on Tyro Estrada. Like, there, well, there's other guys. Yeah, I didn't know his ADP was that high. So, I mean, at that, I would for sure pass on him, too. I think if he was closer to the um to the Willie Adams or actually I, I almost feel like they should be flipped and then you know yeah with, with that, that would make so but, much more sense you know yeah I, agree. I, I, I feel agree. like the the ceiling for Willie Adams is just so much higher than the ceiling is for Tyro Estrada I guess the yeah. floor is a little bit higher for Tyro Estrada you know he, he might be like a little bit safer option because you don't know what you're going to get from Willie Adams but like I said man contract season and we we saw with True. with uh Dansby Swanson you know take advantage of this contract season from Willie Adamas and then yeah. forget about him next year when he signs, you know, a big contract with a different team. Yeah. 
Now, the, the last guy that we have to go over, and there is so much hype, so much hype about Jackson Holiday. Jackson Holiday. Jackson Holiday, man. Where so, do you think he goes ADP wise if they, like, say they announce next week he's on the opening day roster, blah, blah, blah? He he jumps like so his his lot. current ADP is one eight uh, one eighty six, which is already I, high for someone who's not even on a right. roster right now. Honestly, I, I think he's probably going to be closer to like where um, maybe a little bit ahead of like Tommy Edmond. So yeah. I think Tommy Edmond. What did we say he was at? Uh, Tommy Edmond's at one forty four. So yeah, actually, I, I, like I think he's he's right probably there. closer to yeah, like Dansby Swanson, in between like Dansby Swanson and Anthony Volpe, you know, yeah, between those guys. That. So around just all like dude, a lot of upside though, you know. I, I actually, I, I have Jackson Holiday ranked higher than Willie Domus and Tyro Estrada, and honestly, I think I'd rather have Holiday more than Tommy Edmond, more than Anthony yeah. Volpe and Dansby Swanson. You know, I would all those guys I, think, I see as middle infield options where Jackson Holiday could be next year's uh, last year's Gunnar Henderson, yeah, you know, where he like, possibly, you know, yeah, because the Gunner started off just, so slow. Gunnar started off incredibly slow and then, you know, took off at night. Just from everything I've heard about Holiday is that the kid is just consistent. He's mm-hmm. a pure no BS hitter, like he's not gonna sell out for this or that. He's just a good hitter. Like I, I see him maybe not flashing right off the jump, but he's going to put the ball in play. Like he's gonna hit good right off the. So if they if he's on the opening day roster, that's a guy that I'm like, hey, if you want to take a chance on him, I back you 100 percent because he's the kind of guy that is going to, you know, potentially. I, I mean, I don't know if you can say win you the league. I, I guess maybe. But like you know, he's he's the kind of guy that you're gonna you can get at a decent price and be one of those like pretty solid, you know, shortstop for sure. Yeah, that that's him on the graphic on the screen right at the bottom, just waving hi to everybody. The the, the <laughs> little like uh, yeah, he looks a little shy right there. But dude, yeah. uh, unfortunately, you know, we don't have Statcast info on Jackson Holiday because they don't right. track exit velocities and launch angles and stuff like that in the minors. But his right. ground ball rate, fly ball rate, and line drive rate look really good uh yeah. graphs gave holiday a 60 grade and raw power and a 50 grade and speed that's similar to matt mcclain i know you had matt mcclain in our league last season um yeah. matt mcclain hit 16 home runs and stole 14 bases in just half a season so that that's 30 30 potential and i could i could definitely see jackson holiday doing something similar to that now yeah. like you said the question is um it's it, it's not Holiday's talent at this point, it's no. are the Orioles going to make him part of the opening day roster? And honestly, I was going over the, the Orioles lineup today, and it looks like he might actually have his chance, man. First base, they have either Mountcastle or O'Hearn. You know, the other one will probably be at the uh, DH. Second sure. base, they have Jordan Westberg and Adam Frazier. Third base, mm-hmm. Gunnar Henderson and Ramon Urias. Shortstop, Mateo, Jorge Mateo. Who's yeah. fine, you know, but I could totally see Jackson Holiday taking over for yeah. Jorge Mateo at shortstop. Uh, left field, you got Austin Hayes, center field, Cedric Mullins, and right field, Anthony Santander. They don't really have a prominent, like, DH. You know, it, it might be yeah. Mountcastle. You know, it, it's probably going to be one of those guys just to kind of, like, give time off to, um, you know, the, the guys around the infield. But 
I see Jackson Holiday making the opening day roster. I don't see any point in leaving him down, especially with that uh, that draft pick compensation. If he ends up getting rookie of the year, dude, that's that's two years in a row that the Orioles would have rookie of the years. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Why would you pass that up? You know he yeah. he might not make the opening day roster, but I I'm I'm pretty sure if he doesn't, he's probably going to get called up super early. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the Orioles are kind of a wild card there because I, I know that last year they had some moments where Mateo was just not playing as good or, or, you know, injuries or whatever, and they just would not pull the trigger on Westberg. And same thing with the injuries in the outfield, and they would not pull the trigger on uh, Herstad or whatever, however you say his name. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, I feel like they're just a little hesitant on pulling the trigger on some of these guys. Now, Holiday's a different breed. He's not quite you know he's he's above those other guys that i just i just said so that might be all the difference but i also wouldn't be totally surprised if they're just you know holding their water this whole time just for the right moment type of thing but i i mean i think just as a fan just as a storyline just as the you know the whole the whole nine i want to see him up there i want to see him get every day at bats from what i hear he is a monster like his i mean just, just such a good hitter and like you you want those young guys hitting this is this is what baseball is about you know let the kids have fun how that goes like this is a kid mm-hmm. he's literally a little 19 a years little old he was drafted player. in 2022 dude he yeah. he made it to triple a so fast dude he went through those minor leagues just quicker Crazy. than anybody else i've ever seen yeah yeah it's it's that's what i'm saying that's that's got to show for something like the, the guys the kid's good Let's see him play. Let's. I want to see him play. Yeah, me too. All right, that was it for our shortstop preview. We appreciate you guys for watching. Uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Next week we'll be back with our outfield preview, starting our outfield preview because it's probably going to yeah. take a couple episodes to get through because outfield is just so big. Uh, going to go into starting pitcher and relief pitcher after that. Thank you, Kevmo, for being here. Um, you know, taking Absolutely. over for Javi today. Uh, Javi yeah, couldn't yeah. make it today. Didn't mention that earlier, but um, he will be back next week. Um, again, please hit that like and subscribe button. You can scan that QR code in the top right corner to follow RTB on all of our social medias. And also, hopefully, you know, if you've reached the end of this video, uh, if you want to be part of our fantasy league, we are actually going to be starting a fan league, uh, a categories fan league. And uh, I will be starting that tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow-ish. Uh, if you would like to try to be entered in our fan league, you can message us here on YouTube. Um, you can scan that QR code in the top right corner. You can message us on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or, you know, wherever it is that you're listening or watching our podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in for Kevmo. I am Will Power and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Later. Peace out.